My name is DJ Moose, and this is episode 528 of The Gothic Moose, depending where you're listening to it, or episode one of the Sideline Podcast, although we don't know if that's what it will be called. In this episode, we are joined by Bernard Van Isakar of Sideline Magazine, or Sideline.com, and from the band Aesthetiche, Aghast View, and biopsy, we have, live from Brazil, Fabrizio Viscardi. Fabrizio, go ahead. Okay, well, I'm Fabrizio Viscardi, and I am I am based out of Brazil. And musically, I am involved in electronic music since 1993. Um, I've participated in um, many uh, three different bands. Uh, the first one was Agat View uh, in in the in the early 90s. Then after a little bit after that, um, I've also done Biopsy with my my friend uh, Guy, which is also now on Aesthetici, which uh, we have been doing uh, since uh, 2012. Uh, and what else can I say? I live in Brazil. I've already lived in Europe for one and a half year in Switzerland in 2007 until the middle of 2008. Um, I've also lived in the US uh, when I was a kid. Um, um, I don't do music for a living because it's impossible to do music for a living in uh, especially electronic uh, alternative music in, in Brazil. You cannot do that for a living, so I have a normal job as well. <laughs> and what else can I tell you guys? Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you guys, and let's uh, let's chat about whatever you want. So let's maybe yeah. start with that in the electronic music scene that you bring up in Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. You know, growing up yeah. in the nineties or the eighties, nineties, I remember like metal being a really big thing in Brazil, like like Pantera, others metal bands that aren't coming to my head now um there was someone that was huge in brazil and nowhere else anyway um so what it seems and having listened to uh biopsy earlier today who i just discovered one of your bands um and i've played a gassed view and aesthetiche quite a bit over the years um but biopsy was new um, it seems to me biopsy would be a little more popular in brazil yeah well um biopsy yeah, Bi- Biopsy was a crossover between a little bit of metal and, and electronic music, but it, it was really, uh, everything was really sampled and, uh, and hardly processed um, using synthesizers and samplers and computer. Uh, we never played uh, a guitar like Pantera or Sepultura, which is, uh, I think, is the most known name from, from Brazil. Um, our main uh, influence from Biopsy uh, was uh, the Swamp Terrorists, uh, the band that we really, really love. And um, I'm, I don't know why they quit, but they quit, <laughs> but they were great. Uh,
EDM, you know, electronic dance music, and so that that's it. Uh, in São Paulo, there is a little uh, industrial electronic uh, EPM scene, uh, but it's very not so well organized and uh, a little bit frustrating. So we don't normally play in those events anymore because we end up not getting paid, the <coughs> venues are shit, you know, all those problems that we don't want to, to face that anymore. Um, but there are really hardcore fans of the EBM here, and especially in Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, the larger city. Um, but I can tell you, and I can assure you that our fans, <laughs> the biggest fans for Agassi or, or Astetichi or Biops are not from Brazil. Uh, the main the main country uh, listening to our stuff now is number one Germany, second one is USA, the third is Sweden. So um, uh, Mexico from Latin America, we have yeah. more fans in Mexico than in Brazil. That's correct. So nobody knows us very much here. Only the guys that followed us uh, since we began doing Agassi back in the 90s. You know, we started in 92, but we just released our first demo tape in 93 and then the first album, Natural Visceral, in 94. Yeah, so it's been a while. <laughs> that, that's 92 is when I joined the dark scene. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes, I started listening to EPM in, 18, in 1989. Right. My, my first, the first band I listened was Night Seren. The second was from 242. <laughs> From a from a friend that uh, uh, from he uh, that was living in the U.S. Uh, and and brought this stuff from there, and I have never listened that before. The the, the, the only thing that I listened from electronic music before uh, that uh, can resound uh, close to to what I like in electronic music at that time was CC Sputnik, <laughs> which uh. is not EBM, nothing like that, but uh, I listened it to, to that. And, and in Brazil, at that moment, uh, uh, AHA was very, also very famous, you know, AHA from <coughs> Norway. <laughs> but that was uh, the thing that uh, we listened before, uh, before I got to know, you know, Litzereb and, and Front242. And later on, I, I I discovered other bands like Skinny Puppy and uh, and Frontline Assembly, which are probably the these four bands are the staple uh, influences for us. And after that, uh, a lot of other bands that we we met and that we uh, like, and you know, we started doing our own stuff. Well, I, I'm glad to know two Canadian bands made your top four. Um... Yeah, the, for me, Frontline. For me, Frontline Assembly is the most, how can I say, solid um, EBM band or industrial electronic. Uh, not everything can be considered EBM, but if you put that in, a, in the in the melting pot, it's from the you know industrial electronic music from the beginning until now. They are very consistent. You know, they 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 never disappoint. I think that uh, there is only one album which I don't like too much, which is Flavor of the Week. But the rest of them, uh, they they are really good, uh, good stuff. And, you know, very consistent, uh, big influence for us. Really, really love it. Skinny Pop is also great, but um, I think that they, they lost themselves, I don't know, in the middle of the way. And 
uh, I like the earlier stuff, not too much the, the the stuff they are releasing nowadays. Me from the band is work works with Kevin Key in some projects also. He worked with him in his Kevin Key album. He did I think two tracks with him. Very nice guy, Kevin. Very humble, and in and and he really digs a lot of the, the stuff that um, Kevin does. I am more into the frontline assembly part of the stuff, you know. But I like Skinny Puppy as well. I think Bernard still needs to introduce himself. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've been on the show before, so. <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, Bernard. I'm uh, the editor in chief uh, for Sideline Magazine. I also co-run Alpha Matrix and Spleen Plus, and I also don't live off the music uh, business uh, because it's well, it's uh, too small. Uh, I have a full-time job in the marketing for uh, a big multinational. Um, yeah, that's about. It. I have two kids, and uh, I've been. Uh, introduced in the scene uh, that must have been like 87-88 and uh, if memory serves me right it was uh, Catrape's Dog that was uh, one of the earliest uh, more uh, uh, let's say filthy EBM that I started listening to but before that of course it was also uh, Nizer or Nizer app eh? the name is still uh, eh? nobody knows it's like with the Depeche mode Depeche mode eh? who knows <laughs> um, so but um, yeah it started with
Spider app and then uh, together with Front of Two, but then I I dwelled all over uh, Scandinavia, uh, Inside Treatment, um, Poupée Fabrique, um, all these kinds of old stuff like Trial uh, is also very, uh, it's an old band from uh, Germany. Psychic Force, but uh, you see they come back uh, in my later career because they joined the label.
the guys for years uh, already in the 90s uh, we already connected so um, that's about it for me more or less aha was my first love I will be my last love <laughs> that's for sure it's the only band I can go to to concert and I never disappoint I've always seen them, uh, but I always go to Norway yeah, to see them live and they never disappoint. Although the last album is rubbish, but live, they never disappoint. <laughs> so that's it for me. If there are people who want to know more about Bernal, we can go back to episode 500, which is still kicking around on the web somewhere, and maybe eventually on uh, one of the sideline pre. Um, yeah, it will be published on the Bandicap page as well. But we first have to figure out how and what, but it will end up there. That's for sure. Right. Well, we'll figure something out. But so I'm, I'm actually more curious about Brazil because I interviewed uh, Pilgrims of Yearning um, maybe two years ago, three years ago, and they're from Chile now living in the United States. And they were playing all kinds of Latin American bands for me that I'd never heard of. And I remember asking them about the scene in Argentina and they're like, there's there's no scene in Argentina. And then the next day I sent them a whole bunch of bands who were from Argentina <laughs> saying they were slightly wrong. So I'm, I'm wondering about Brazil. Like, I mean, maybe the scene is small, but what's it like? Maybe not just in the industrial side, but overall in the dark scene. If you know, you might not know um, what's what's happening. Yeah, well, there's a big there, there's a big uh, gothic uh, community in São Paulo. Um, so many uh, many gothic bands they, they come to Brazil. The last one was Sisters of Mercy. They they came to Brazil. Where they uh, I think it was like three three or four months ago. Uh, Zymox they came here um, and many other bands. I'm not really too too into gothic. Um, he is more than I than I am, so he, he went to to all these shows. And there is a, a big gothic community. I don't know the names of the bands and and, and everything else, but uh, they are much bigger than electronic uh, mm. EDM or industrial. There are some um, bands from Brazil which are I'm not sure if they are still producing music or not. Uh, one of them was called Morg, Morg Mechanism. Um, they, they did at the same at the same time we did Agast View. They they were releasing stuff, and I think uh, the guy that is from Morg, he's living in England, I guess now. Oh, and he has some he has some other projects. Uh, we even remixed a, a track for one of his projects back in the day. I I don't remember the name of the project right now, but it was a good good stuff. And there are other small bands that uh, do some stuff, you know. And as you said, uh, Corinne, um, the guys that are into this scene are all the same age as we are, you know. They're <laughs> yeah. the, late 40s or the early 50s. And it's something very interesting when I get the, the stats from Spotify, which I have the, you know, I follow the, the stats to understand a little bit more of the public that we have for us. And, you know, I, I guess that 60% or 65% of our public is 45 years old or more, you know, <laughs> from, from 45 to 50, I guess it's the bulk of people that listen to our music. So it's people that are, they have their roots from from the early uh, um, or, um, 90s or the late 80s, you know, 
Um, that's very interesting because uh, you know the, the new the new electronic scene with the which uh, appeared after I don't know probably after 2010 or something like that. The, the guys there they don't normally relate uh, uh, us to to something that is new or something like that. It's more people that knew us from before or from from August View or a little bit biopsy that knows that we are doing stuff uh, under another name now and a little bit different than what we used to do. Um, there are no new, you know, there are very little. I think it's 5% of people that are under uh, 25 or 30 that listen to our stuff. So I think that the, 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 the scene, uh, especially in Sao Paulo, is comprised of, you know, people that are 45 or so or more because they are they have the same interest you know that they like like line assembly they like the, the skinny puppies and the frontal for twos and you know they 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 live within that, that you know that that kind of sound and that the kind of uh, uh imagery that uh, is not so common right now <coughs> today I, i guess that the, the dark scene in electronic is is a bit mixed up and people they use different types of uh um, proposals or imagery that um, that don't appeal too much to to these guys that are more our age, but they're more to you know the guys that are younger and like new 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 types of um, I don't know it's uh, they call it uh, I think hell electro or something <laughs> like that you know dark electro or something like that, which is not something that I really enjoy. I prefer the more traditional EDM, you know mixing with uh, modern uh, electronic dance music also, but not so much, you know, the gory or, you know, all bloody and stuff. That's not something that I really enjoy. And
that's the dark electro side of the scene. Yeah? Yeah, um, exactly. that, that's why I went for the compilation to have it uh, more on the electronic body uh, style, uh, to have the clean electronics on there. Uh, but it's more difficult to find those kind of bands than it is to find uh, pure dark electro bands. Uh, if I want to do compilations, I can make hundreds of compilations with only uh, dark electro bands. That it's a never-ending series of all these kinds of bands. But the pure electronics, uh, like the pure electro, uh, old school one is, uh, I wouldn't say extinct, but it's become very seldom. Um, I like old school electro uh, because you hear everything very nicely. It's not uh, too much uh, hidden away. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it is. <clears throat> For example, if I go to a, a festival, I see the same guys from uh, years ago. The whole public is, like you said, Fabrizio, is aging. They all lost their hair. That's the only difference. But it's all the same old people, I old between brackets. Um, I also see it on the stats, for example, for Facebook. Um, I see the age uh, going with time. So back when I started uh, with the silent Facebook, that was, I can't remember, it's already very, uh, quite some time ago, anyhow. Quite some the, time ago. 10 anyhow. years ago, 12 years yeah. ago. I don't know, anyhow. The, um, when I started, the, the, the public, uh, the, the first uh, scale went from 35 till 45. Now it's from 45 till 60 something. Yeah, yeah. Because, because it was 10 years ago. We all got old. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, I was thinking, who on earth is 60 and listening to uh, this kind of music? And then I was thinking, ah, wait, next year I'm 50. So those guys were already in the scene. Okay, it makes sense. Stop it and don't think about it. We'll move on with uh, with the people. Well, no, it, it, it'll be events in old people homes. <laughs> You're laughing, eh? You're laughing, eh? But I <laughs> no, I'm, being, I'm I, laughing, but I, I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah, but I met a guy who lives here, and uh, he had been passing by uh, my house a couple of times. I didn't dare to ask, and. Uh, I was smoking outside, uh, don't tell my mom, and um, and suddenly he said, can I ask you something? I said, yes. Oh, you burn it from sideline? Uh, I said, yes, but I'm in Epers, so Epers, nobody knows what I do. In Epers, I do completely different things here. Nobody knows I have a label, nobody knows anything. So I'm just one of many people here. He said, Are you burn it from sideline? Yes, yes, yes. I told it to my wife so many uh, times before. That's the one. He's the one from sideline, and he lives in our street. And the guy is in his fifties. So, hey, can you imagine? You're in your fifties. You go to somebody. Ah, are you that one? Hey, these are the kind of things that you would think that happens with with younger uh, people. But still, I. But this is nice, eh? This is nice, eh? The guy said, oh, I've been following you guys since uh, the the early 90s and so on and so on and so on. But again, it will only be the eh, the older people where you will get connected to because the young people, it's very seldom. Um, yeah. That's yeah, also the introduction. Yeah, the same with me in Sao Paulo. I, I was uh, in Sao Paulo working and uh, during a lunch, uh, lunch break, a uh, couple of guys my age, 
just appeared and, uh, on my table and said, are you uh, Fabrizio from Agat View? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, then my colleagues from work said, what? Uh, you guys know you? And I said, yeah, I had a band, I had a band back in the day. You know, because I don't normally tell that in the in the in, in, in at work. You know, it's not mm-hmm. really something that will interest people. <laughs> uh, so, but they were there and said, "Oh, I have all your stuff, and we like it very much." So, yeah, we are like you know. And if you translate that to the um, the people that still listen to to the older bands that still survive in the other scenes, you know, like uh, I don't know the punk bands or even you know. Bands that are very, very older, like Rolling Stones, they are they are the age that they, you know, when they be, began listening, and they, now they are old and they still like what they like, you know. So, uh-huh. uh, and you know, the and I, one one thing that is though that there's a lot of uh, dark electro uh, um, projects or bands or whatever you want to call them right now, and I I can imagine that that. They are like that because you know they just make some, you know, screaming and put some computer noises and you got some beats and some dark lyrics and then you call yourself a band. You know, it's different from the people that really uh, started doing electronic music, studied a little bit of how to produce and how to do the things yeah. uh, with some um, correct. Uh, effort or knowing exactly production skills and wanting to do something you know really uh, more polished it's like you know every, everyone nowadays that wants to do something dark electro you know you get a download a a, a, a a digital audio workstation you just scream your lungs out and it's not you know if you listen to 100 bands it will be Probably they are, you won't know if they are the, the same band or not because the, the production is not so good. You know, they they use the same type of imagery, the same type of um, recording, which is, uh, in my opinion, too distorted and flat. You know, so th- th- there is no real, you know, uh, roots to what we use it to like in the past. So that's when I go back to and listen to things that I used to to listen a lot before, like Tribantura, you know, like from 242, the early ones, you know, mm-hmm. not not the later ones because the later ones are very different, but the early ones, the Night Zerab, you know, these guys, uh, even you know the the ones from Germany like um, Bborn, Batten, um, you know, these guys they really knew what they were doing. And they had a sound that was really solid and well produced. Yeah, it was alternative, but it was. And you still listen to that today, and it's still great. You know, even if you don't have a remastered version of it, it's, it's still pristine. You know, mm-hmm. you just need to raise the volume a little bit more because they were not into raising, you know, the limiters at that time. But apart from that, it's it's well well crafted. Uh, it, it's, it's it's really cohesive type of work. One of the bands that I really love that is doing music nowadays uh, that started, I think they started like six years ago or seven years ago. It's also from Alpha Matrix. Uh, I think it's one of the best EPM bands nowadays is 
Elm, from Peter Elm, yeah, from, yeah, from Sweden. They they are really solid, uh, and, and he is our age, you know. So so he gets the. I think he is the same background as as we are. I talked with uh, Peter uh, about his sound and so on. It's the same uh, critic that you give, uh, but he's very uh, meticulous when it comes about sound. Um, 
Actually, when uh, when I receive demos and so on uh, for sideline, um, it's the same thing. Uh, I often hear things. I say, Jesus, what happened here, and so on. Often, I think the less equipment they have, the better they can produce stuff, because it's not about all the plugins that you have. It's about what can you do with your gear. Where can you do? Uh, where can you uh, pull out the extreme stuff out of it, but master it? Um, but yeah, it's 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 well known eh, that uh, production skills have gone downhill. I was um, when I was at the Roundhouse in uh, the UK. There was this roundtable talk with uh, Flood, and you know Flood, the producer, and I told him like budgets nowadays to produce an album. Uh, yeah, they've gone downhill because uh, in the alternative scene, it's 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 not like it was uh, uh, decades ago. And I told him like many bands don't have the budgets to have a proper producer. If they cannot produce it themselves, they don't have the budget to do to, to do it with a producer. I said you will not produce an album for a thousand euros, and it's true. It's what it is. So for example, Estetische, Peter Elm, and so on. Uh, they have the skills to produce their own stuff at a really high level. Uh, of course, uh, you you will notice it in the compilation as well. There's a huge difference in quality of production. It's logical. Uh, the compilation that uh, I made is not made to is not a commercial product. So we just we have small bands, unknown bands who try to do their first thing. So that's okay for me. But if you look at um, if you look at really uh, commercial CDs, I have the same uh, Im impression. Eh? If I listen to Estetische or listen to whatever other band, I see a huge difference in production levels. But that's the skills, and yeah, it's like a good craftsmanship. And either you have it or you don't have it. I don't think it's something that if you don't have it, it's not easy to learn because you really have to know how to do it. It's helpful. I agree with you, Fabrizio. Yeah, you know, as I as I said to uh, Bernard the last time we spoke, is whenever I would get uh, promo releases from Alpha Matrix and Aesthetiche was in them, they have almost always gone into my show over the years. So I've played lots of Aesthetiche because it's a sound I like. But now I have to counter both of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? Go ahead. <laughs> because so I. Um, Watch out, African. Eh? <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I have a, I have a pink dolphin. Um, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I have a dinosaur. <laughs> okay, I've, 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 I've got yeah. a lion. <laughs> um, no, but I was just gonna say is, for sure, there's lots of bands that are pretty crap, but sometimes there are bands that are really good, and I, I think there are a lot of really good bands because otherwise I wouldn't have a show to play every week. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. um, I mean, even just just yesterday, someone sent me uh, one of their their tracks. I actually I really liked it, and as you may know, I for the last year and a half I only play bands that have supported Ukraine, and I really like the track, so I sent them back an email. I'm like, do you by chance happen to support Ukraine? Because I want to play this song in my in my show, and they're a brand new band. They have one song. They <laughs> they don't have anything else. They're from Montreal, and the girl's voice, I love. It's it reminds me of so many other. It's like more cold wave and dark wave, um, but it's a sound that I really like a lot. Um, so I think 
it, re it really comes down to personal taste about music because there is uh, the scene, the dark scene is changing. Say, there's lots of things to love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and and as we're you know, and as we're all getting old, hopefully someone one day will open up, you know, an old people's home, you know, for all the old goths and rivet heads, and you know. I'm not going to a pensioner's home. Uh, excluded, excluded. I've done charity working there. Never, never. No, 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 no. no. After more than two centuries of American jurisprudence, the American dream is dead.
us to uh, one of the reasons how we started this, having you back on the show so soon. Um, <laughs> so, um, as you may or may not know, for those who are listening, um, the Gothic Moose has been focused on only playing Ukrainian bands or bands that support Ukraine since the invasion of Ukraine. Um, as mm-hmm. I am a descendant of a refugee, so it's something that's very important to me. Um, and Sideline has been very active on this front as well, uh, very quickly coming out with compilations in support of Ukraine and with charity events um, mm-hmm. and a fantastic book that was put together um, and some jewelry. Um, it's very cool. So there's a new compilation coming out. It's called Electronic Bodies Volume 1. Tell us about it. Yeah, so um, as you know, uh, on Sideline, we released a couple of compilations uh, with different kinds of in, uh, takes on uh, on the type of music that we offer. We had a post-punk compilation, we had uh, several uh, more, uh, more like dark electro compilations. And um, uh, I, I put uh, a message on, on the Facebook page of Sideline asking what kind of compilation that people would like next. And I said, you can choose uh, a new post-punk compilation or uh, we go for old uh, old school EBM and a bit of new beat in it. And uh, most people chose for the old school EBM. So I know it's a smaller segment, but still uh, most people chose for that. So while working on the, um, on I, the concept, I, I have to point out the vote may have been fixed on that one. I mean, if you're asking the question on Facebook, um, the user group is all the old guys who are listening to EBM. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Anyhow, the chose. Uh, and um, while I was working on, on the completion itself, um, I was thinking, um, yeah, we have to look for a new uh, kind of a good cause. And um, accidentally, I, I stumbled on an article about uh, an NGO who is working with uh, soldiers in uh, Ukraine who have a PTSD. So a post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, they uh, they lack a lot of funds. And I was thinking like, okay, that would be a good cause. I said, we're back in Ukraine. So I dumped the previous um, the previous uh, layouts, cover artwork that we had. I said, well, uh, let's see if we can uh, find a layout that goes more or less hand in hand with uh, the Ukrainian colors. And so uh, came up with with that uh, artwork. It's very simple, but it's very clear because I learned on on uh, Bandcamp, your artwork needs to be recognizable instantly. Uh, I noticed the more uh, elaborated artwork is on Bandcamp, the less it's recognized. So we go for a simple design, but it needs to be recognizable uh, instantly. Um, I also posted a, a message on uh, Facebook and on Bandcamp, choose what kind of designs you want. And then actually that one with two colors of uh, Ukraine came out as uh, the winner. So uh, uh, that is the artwork. But then f- as for uh, for the for the bands, um, I think I only informed Fabricio like a couple of weeks ago that he was on that compilation. <laughs> Correct, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Peter doesn't know either. Um, so I, uh, I I picked a couple of bands from Alpha Matrix, where I think it could fit in it. 
but uh, there were two names that I thought of. That was Elm, because it's it's really old school EBM, uh, but well, well produced, like we already said, and Aesthetische, uh, because uh, the track that I chose, do you have an idea? Uh, I'm not sure, probably the, the, the new one from the new EP. Boiling over Celsius version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's for me this is the the next generation of EBM. It's for me this is the the perfect example how new EBM uh, should be, how EBM these days uh, should be. Uh, the beat is very recognizable uh, EBM uh, like, but the the production and the uh, the work done on on the track is really uh, it, it puts us back and and these these times but without uh, too much distortion and so on. So that's why uh, we chose for uh, for that track. Um, so in the end, we ended up with uh, 88 tracks and um, it's, uh, it's out now since September 1st and it's doing well.
Excellent. And I think two is frozen again. <laughs> <laughs> or or he's in deep thought. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> we'll wake him up. <laughs> um, so you, you actually have quite uh, uh, I, there's 88 different bands that I counted uh, in this volume one or se- session one has the album seems to be called on my in my iTunes. Yeah. And um, it's split up in two ways. Right? So uh, you'll see that the the first part is really um, dedicated to more the the old school and the new beat. The second part is really people who are inspired by this kind of style, and you you recognize it uh, quickly. There's a, a difference uh, in it. Oh, I, it, I, yeah. Just looking at it on my screen, it's all by. I mean, it's it's an iTunes, so it's just sorted by by name. Okay. Um. Along with Robotico Rejecto, who I met many years ago at uh, Wave Gothic. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's some uh, there's some uh, old names on there, uh, which people might still remember. And there's there, there are uh, two French projects on there as well. The production level, they still need to work on it, and I think they know it. Uh, <laughs> but it's so rough, rough old school EBM. Uh, there's a lot of energy in it so i think there's a lot that is possible with that band so that's why i put them in there
Hello, Fabrizio. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, sorry, I got my, my iPhone uh, heated up. <laughs> yeah. And and now it, it has no battery, so I need, I need to recharge it. I, I got my, my iPad, and the iPad was... Uh, not so updated for Skype, I needed to reinstall everything. So okay. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> and my, my little dog is here with me now. Oh, oh yes. He just wants to say his hello. Name? It's, uh, his name is Tri. Tri? Tri. Like Tri. Tri. Yeah, three. like Tri. Like, like Tree, you know, like Tree. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, like a tree outside. Yes, exactly. Why is he called Tree? Mm -hmm. He's there, you know? No, no, but what? looking for the trees outside. Ah, <laughs> you're talking about the compilation that uh, Sideline is putting out. The, I've just forgotten the name. Electronic Electro Bodies. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of your tracks is on this compilation. But this isn't the first track you have on one of the sideline compilations for Ukraine. Um, and it's not, you've also done a remix for Kings Marine. Um, tell us a bit about those. Yes, well, uh, that remix I did for Kings Marine, um, I received it from Bernard. I think it was the middle of the last year, I guess. I'm yeah. not so sure. <laughs> and I, I really, I thought it was really, really interesting, the, the sound uh of the um, let me just uh, change uh, the, the place here so i can fix it somewhere so i don't need to hold because this stuff is a little bit heavy <laughs> uh, let me see it's okay in our old age we all understand yeah that, that track was uh really interesting it had you know it had a kind of a uh anthemic type of uh uh, a very anthemic and rough and emotional uh, type of sound, yeah? And and I thought that uh, I, I wanted to keep, you know, a little bit of that emotion, but give it a, a different feel on on the on the arrangements, the electronic part. I wanted to give it a little bit more melody uh, and uh, a military type of beat, yeah? Because it, it was something related to the fact that they had to to fight for for their country, to fight for their people, uh, and I wanted to keep that that, that sort of um, let's say anthemic feel with um, uh, a fighting type of um, of uh, of sound, but also uh, emotional. So I, I added some elements on it. So I put some uh, some choirs and chanting. And and I I introduced a melody to the track that was not found in the original, while mm -hmm. also putting some EBM elements on it. So it's very different from the original track. Uh, yeah. I wanted to do a like a reinterpretation of it, but without um, losing the main you know feeling of the track, which uh, was very strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fabrizio was also the first one who said yes uh, to it. I think I sent it, uh, I don't know, in the morning and a couple of hours later I was already, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. So, uh, sure. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm really a big, big supporter for, for the Ukraine people.
What are some of the plans that Aesthetiche has in the future? Well, we would really love to to be able to tour uh, or to to make some shows um, in Europe or in the United States or you know in in places where people would come and see us. But uh, for us, as we are in Brazil, which is uh, pretty far off, and the costs of doing that for us are very prohibitive because our currency is not that strong nowadays. Um, it's really difficult, and to find a venue or people that would would pay for 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 all our expenses and stuff like that, and still make it work in the U.S. Even even it's even more difficult because you need a work permit to yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, right. um, we we did only once with August View, and it was very difficult to do. Um, and I think I think when you did it, if you did it with a gas view, it was a while ago when it was easier. It was easier. It was before 9-11. Right. It was like right. three months before 9-11. <laughs> we almost got into 9-11. But uh, nowadays, it's extremely difficult to, to do any kind of uh, thing like that. As much as we would love to to be able to, to do some gigs and to tour, it's uh, it's kind of difficult to, to do it right now. So what we have been... Uh, committing ourselves to do is uh, just uh, keep on making some good music that we like, um, trying try and remixing some bands that we feel that uh, has something to do with us or that we feel we would add to their sound uh, in a positive way. And that's what we've been trying to do. So um, I cannot uh, really say many things right now so to what we are going to release next. But it will probably have a, a new release for next year, maybe in the first or second quarter of next year. And it will probably be a new EP because to to do a, a complete new album nowadays, it's um, uh, I, I feel I feel that it's a bit more exhausting and people are not paying so much attention because everything has become so disposable that they will listen to two or three tracks and the rest one. The, the other ones, they just listen once or twice and, you know, it's like they think it's fillers or something like that and they need more music all the time. It's not only music, it's that society has become so... Um, they want new things all the time and they need stuff all the time, you know, so it doesn't give really time for you to create something and then that, that would be appreciated. And that like we had in the, in the back in the days, in our days where we, we, we bought a vinyl or we waited for that CD, you know, yeah. and we had everything. No, nowadays people just, you know, they just want everything all the time and you get you get obsolete very, very quickly. So we sometimes we do a, a new album because we just made a bunch of tracks that, yeah, we think it's worth to put into an album. But otherwise, we just release an EP and we try to do a, a good EP so that to keep uh, our public or the people that listen to us uh, uh, happy and make us happy as well. We don't make a lot of money out of it. Uh, we just cover the expenses of production and so. But that's what we are. We we only want to make music because we like doing that. You know, it's it has always been like that. We've never made a lot of money out of our music. We just want yeah, to do what we, we want and to transmit, to convey some messages that we have and to be creative as uh, 
as electronic musicians. That, that's what we do. And nowadays, uh, I live in, in Valinhos, which is a countryside of state, the state of Sao Paulo. And I am one and a half hour from Sao Paulo, where I happen to work also two or twice, uh, twice or three times a week uh, there. And the other part of the time I'm doing home office. Uh, and my counterpart, Guilherme, is living in Sao Paulo. So normally we don't meet each other much more uh, like we did in the past. We are doing things remotely. So I have a, study, uh, a little studio here. He has a, a little studio in his uh, apartment and we do the things separately, but then we put everything together. We remix each other. Um, I normally do the final mixing and also the mastering part. Um, and that's what, how we are working nowadays. So what you can expect from us is I, I have also done a lot of remixes for for many bands. I like doing that, and uh, when I whenever I feel I can do their sound a little bit different and add something that would uh, make the track uh, interesting, I will do that. Sometimes I refuse because I don't think that the the, the music uh, has something to do with me or to do with uh, what I like. <coughs> then I, I I refuse, but. Most of the times when I think it's okay, I will do uh, a remix as well. So remixing and uh, doing, putting some new music is uh, what I we are committed to to doing.
And the good venue is where they promote uh, nice shows, um, uh, nice gigs for for bands. They, they are just not interested in in um, alternative electronics. They are more into the mainstream stuff, and so we can we can't really play in those on those places. There's a venue here where I live. It's like 15 kilometers from here. It's a massive venue. The, uh, the likes of uh, Tiesto, Armin Van Buren, they come and play here. Ferry Korst mm -hmm. and, you know, big names from the electronic trance or, you know, these guys. And But they are only interested in this kind of uh, music and uh, not really in the, in the, all the electronic types of music. The only the mainstream that sells a lot, that will put a lot of people there. So, Unfortunately, we cannot play live. It's very difficult. Right. Uh, connected with this, you guys know Tomorrowland, then? Eh? Yeah. Huh? Tomorrowland in uh, Belgium, the big uh, dance yes, festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, that's a huge festival. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. So um, from time to time, they play Alpha Matrix tracks. Oh, yes? <laughs> yes. Um, but bon. You can see there's there's nobody standing there with his phone to <coughs> to Shazam the song, eh? Because I checked it. Ah. So they're just uh, eating it, but without really uh, thinking about it. It's funny, th th okay. there was a trend like six, seven years ago of uh, like Detroit house DJs to incorporate EBM mm. into their sets. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I don't know what happened to that, but the, you know, there were like big, like, you know, the two four twos and the Nitsa Rebs were getting played all of a sudden in these like house sets because the beat just mm -hmm. fit into whatever they were playing. Yeah. But it, it never mater materialized in uh, in actual sales for those brands. Right. Right. It's, um, you have these, uh, uh, you have these new acts, which are really popular in, in techno and so on, which often Nick just beats and whatever from uh, from this kind of bands and then <clears throat> i remember that i had this uh, promo guy uh, contacted me i said yeah we have this brand new band uh, excellent excellent uh, sound and you'll see it's totally new and uh, so i listened to it i listen okay that one is from yeah it's that's front for two years oh yeah this this sounds like night's rap oh and this sounds and i uh, mail him back and say I'm sorry it doesn't really sound like something new I've heard this like 20-30 years ago uh, on top it's not really well produced and so on and I got a mail back uh, but you don't know what you're saying because everybody thinks this is the the, the big thing and so on so yeah well and the promoter was like I think 25 26 I had him on the phone so they don't have any legacy uh, they don't know the past and so on, but boy, I I just let it go then. But yeah, it is a lot of new music comes out, and they definitely nicked it from the past. Yeah, yeah. But the public nowadays doesn't know. They don't have a clue. Exactly. My son, for example, exactly. Yeah, from my son, France, for there are a lot of acts from France. You know, yes. France has a big E. They call it EBSM. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and then you, you you have a channel in YouTube or two or three channels that they put a lot of things. The baseline is the baselines are normally patterns that are 
extracted from old school EBM, but it doesn't have any vocals. The production is minimalistic and yep. people act like that is the new thing that appeared in the middle of the of the techno scene or something like that. Yes. Uh, it, it's terrible. There are some bands that are coming from from that scene that I think that are good and they 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 kind of um got their way into a mix of EBM and that kind of uh, more, you know, youngster type of uh new uh uh, uh music like uh you know Sierra yeah, she is a it's a lady she, she she's she's doing some really uh interesting uh, uh EBM type of music uh i don't know if you heard of of her sierra yeah from she's, the US. she's good okay. uh, no she's french was she french she's from lyon oh. she yeah she's from lyon and and there is another there are another uh, girls called minute machine i think oh, minute yeah. machine yeah yeah i've minute seen them. Machine. yeah they're they're also from from france uh there's a guy from italy uh matteo tura no no don't know if you if you know this guy matteo yes. tura he has some really nice tracks also and but the basis of his tracks are basically ebm without mm -hmm. vocals yeah <clears throat> right so uh there are some good stuff out of of, of these guys.
Where can um, people get information about Aesthetiche and, I guess, view and biopsy? I, I mean, I noticed you had some stuff that came out in the last couple of years for both biopsy and a gas view um is um, there anything happening with those bands no the, we 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 are not producing anything anymore uh neither for biopsy uh, uh nor for august view and for different reasons um biopsy is something that we don't feel like doing anymore because we just don't um I don't know. We evolved from that sound, and we just don't don't feel like doing it anymore. August view, we would still like to do uh, uh, things with that, but we have a copyright problem with uh, one of the members of August view. Uh, he didn't want to release anything under August view anymore, uh, and we couldn't um, we couldn't use the name anymore to release new stuff. So. We are not releasing anything under August View anymore. So, but but I, I have remastered a lot of stuff from August View, and people can find a uh, lot of remastered stuff and also things that I had on 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 digital audio tape that were previously unreleased that I put together and released a couple of um, unreleased previously unreleased songs uh, on Bandcamp. So uh, Bandcamp uh, August View dot bandcamp.com people can find lots of stuff from august view i think i put there 13 releases uh in um 90 i remastered so it has a fresher sound um people can go there and 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 can get some of the stuff that we we have been releasing in the past um there is also some uh digital um i think it was Nitroviscerol and Vaporize that digitally came out also on Alpha Matrix, only digitally, and still yep. sells in, in, I think, in some of the platforms. Um, and well, from Aesthetic, uh, the main, uh, the most of information are, are, are the place that I like to keep contact with people and people can check what's going on is on Facebook. I have a page there. Uh, where we have a, a little bit more than 3,000 followers. Um, there's a lot of things on YouTube as well that people put. I don't really put a lot of things, but people put. Uh, and of course, there's all, there, there is the Alpha Matrix uh, channels, uh, the Alpha Matrix store, the Alpha Matrix Bandcamp, um, that, that people can look for, for things from, from Aesthetic. Um, we... we Sometimes I feel that uh, people don't, many people that would like our, our sound don't get to know us, you know, that's, uh, that's a, a bit uh, frustrating because um, we are not from Europe and we don't do gigs. So it's different for people to, if they don't know our background or if they're not interested or if nobody introduces them to our sound, they don't know us. So I think that guys like you uh, and other DJs, that we have a lot of uh, contact with. They are they're doing a great job promoting us. So I want to thank you so much for all the, you know, the support you have been giving us. Also Bernard with Sideline doing all the comps and, and giving opportunity for people to to know us and to 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 have the opportunity to listen to our uh, music. Yeah, because we do it because because we're passionate about that. We like to do what we do, and and. I feel like uh, if I was in the other side, I would like to 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 know a band like 
aesthetic, you know, if I was a, an electronic music fan, oh, I think I, I would like, you know. So sometimes I feel bad that people cannot get to know us, yeah, because I think that we have something fresh to offer. They just need to listen to the Gothic Moose and they'll hear Asetish. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> well, you don't know yet, but uh, I have some more plans for Asetish in the upcoming uh, months. Uh, so we'll be working on a, a new compilation as well, where Estetische will be opening the compilation itself. Um, but I'll be talking more to Fabrizio uh, about <laughs> this because I have an idea which has been boiling in my head for quite some time. Um, but Fabrizio will talk. I have a, a very good idea. Excellent. Excellent. We, great. <laughs> we, I'm sure we all look forward to hearing whatever that idea turns out to be. Um, usually, usually when, uh, for example, this uh, EBM one, um, uh, you know, Sven Lowers from Ionic Vision has been uh, pulling my my arms uh, for years and years and years uh, to do something with EBM, blah blah blah. So uh, both him and Andy, uh, they all said, "Ah, oh, Bernard, you should do this. You should do this." So, boy, uh, in the end, I did it. They also have an exclusive track on the compilation, by the way, um, from an, an, an unreleased album. Um, so uh, we'll nice. see what uh, what the future brings. But um, I, I see everything in a positive way always. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, excellent. And um, where can people find out about Electronic Bodies? You just head to sidelinemac.bandcamp.com and all the compilations are available there together with merchandise. And as always, with merchandise. No, no, no. Uh, no. As always, was, sideline what? How did you spell that? Sideline Mag. M-A-G. Oh, Sideline Mag. Ah, right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so it's sidelinemag.bandcamp.com and you'll find uh, all the releases there also with merchandise. And the good, good thing is, um, this is not a commercial uh, page. Uh, all uh, all proceedings will go to charity, um, and we'll continue doing the same thing like we always did with Sideline. We choose a project that we want to fund, and so this time we're going to fund uh, NGO, which uh, provides a psychological help to uh, soldiers, also civilians, but especially soldiers with uh, PTSD. Uh, all of these soldiers. At the end of the war, they have to go back into society. Yeah. If they're not treated, we're gonna have loads of problems. Uh, at least the Ukrainians will have loads of problems. Yeah. So. Um, no, you you see it. You see it in the '60s, the post-war. In yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in the '60s. Yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. In Vietnam, yes. the yes. guys that came back from Vietnam yeah. into the yeah. U.S., they had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, I I've been helping out the soldiers. Who are uh, now fighting? Who are fighting in Bakhmut with uh, giving them the necessary equipment, boots, uh, clothing, uh, bulletproof uh, vests, and so on. Costs a lot of money, but <clears throat> anyhow, I'm in contact with these people, and the stories they tell me it's pure horror. And uh, I know that uh, when they go, come back into society, this is going to be a problem. I know it. It's uh, 100% sure. So it has to be attacked now and not 
when right. everything is done. Hopefully, very soon. Uh, but hopefully, they will reconquer everything. But it will be still a very harsh battle. And, and I, I get the feedback from the soldiers there. They're really, it's it's really harsh. Eh? We are now sitting, talking, but they're in the mud. The bombs are flying around their heads. Uh, you have a, a dying chance of fifty uh, percent. Eh? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Eh? Like complete battalions are lost um, in Russia. Uh, the Russian, uh, the Russians have even more losses. Uh, well, and in the end, in here in in, uh, in Ypres, uh, where the First World War was fought, um, we have graves for German soldiers. We have graves for the Allied uh, soldiers. But there's a saying here: it's always somebody's father, somebody's son, or somebody's friend. It's really incredible what you and what Sideline Magazine are doing for uh, Ukrainians, and you know it's. If and what Astatish has done to help, and if everybody could just do something and not be silent, um, mm. you know, the war in Ukraine could be over even faster. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, it, it's on on behalf of those who have contributed via sideline or bought Astatish music. Uh, thank you. Um, well, we'll continue the battle. Yeah, bit bit by bit. Yes. So, um, yeah, I think this brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you, uh, Fabrizio. Thank you, Bernard. Um, nice to have you. Thank you, guys. And, and nice to meet a face of one of the bands I like very much. So that, that's, that's very nice. Um, Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah, because I said it's the first time I see Fabrizio moving. Eh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stuart Northcott, you have been convicted of murder, the penalty for which is death by hanging. There have been no stays or reprieves. Therefore, the execution will go forward as stipulated under the laws of the state of California.
Thank you to Bernard and to Fabrizio for being my guests this week in episode 528 of the Gothic Moose or episode one of the Sideline Podcast, or if that's what we're going to call it. We'll need to come up with an intro song. Um, thank you, as always, to everybody who listens to the show every week on crackradio.com, the Gothic Moose, that is, at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, here in Montreal, and uh, to everybody who listens to the show everywhere else, like here, this Mixcloud, uh, Google, Amazon, etc., etc. Um, please go check out the compilation uh, Electronic Body Session One. It's pay what you can, or pay what you want on Bandcamp, and go check out Aesthetiche and Aesthetiche catalog of Agast View and of Biopsy. I'm sure there is something you'll like. All right, so what did we hear in tonight's episode? The songs in order how that they appeared in this episode were Aghast View with the song Ascentic. The original version, Swamp Terrorists with I Spit on You. Brings me back that. Cat Rapes Dog with Moose Hair Underwear. The Psychic Force with Lockdown Lovers. That's the first track we played off Electronic Bodies. Aesthetiche with Less But More, the New School Remix. It's from the compilation Sounds from the Matrix 13. Elm with Vessels of Violence, the weaponized cardio mix from Electronic Body Session 1. Body Suspect by Cybercorp from the same compilation, of course, from Sideline Magazine. Aesthetiche with Boiling Over the Celsius version. Cybernetic Diarrhea with Track 1. Then uh, King's Marine with Ukraina, and that's the Esthetisch remix. True Union with Love Me Now, the Esthetisch club remix. Minuit Machine with Love Song, off a compilation tribute to The Cure. Ionic Vision with Death Row, which is the last song we played uh, in this episode for the, uh, or the last song that we played in this episode from the Electronic Bodies compilation and because we played lots of ebm in this episode let's leave with some delicious poopy fabric and for all the old guys listening to this show who want to bring back the ways of old and that's the 12 inch version as always don't be silent do something for ukraine slava 
Ukraini. I'll see you next week for episode 529 of The Gothic Moose. Thank you.